0: Welcome Change Agents, I'm so glad you're here. This is Cheryl Klein and you're listening to the Limitless Leader Podcast. So today is an amazingly special day. I am so excited to be here today with Heidi Malin. Heidi, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule. I am happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. Now, before I ask you some some more questions, can you let us know where you are currently and the amazing impact that you're having. So today I
1: sit on both public and private company boards, and then I also serve as an <laughs> advisor for a private equity firm called Helman Friedman, working with their portfolio companies on go-to-market strategy. So I, I sort of manage my own schedule
0: these days. So that sounds dreamy, to be honest. <laughs> uh, and so, but that probably wasn't always the case, I imagine. Nope. And so can you take us back a few years when you're in the throw of it? Absolutely.
1: And- um, I have always uh, been a, I've been a CMO for a very long time. Sometimes I describe myself as being a serial CMO. <laughs> I don't know if that's bad or good, yeah. <laughs> but I definitely have been a serial CMO. Um, my uh, background um, started in marketing, uh, really advertising agency work, um, at the beginning of my career, and then transitioned into client side work and moved up the ladder and had my first CMO role in 2005. And I focused mostly on technology, especially on enterprise software, and most recently, software as a service companies. And I had operating roles until
0: January of 2021. So that, you know, we're talking before we went live, that's kind of an interesting year to make this transition. It, you know, it
1: was an interesting time, certainly having navigated through, um, some of the darkest days of COVID really. And, um, the company that I was the CMO for a company called Workfront was acquired by Adobe. And so, um, so it was a pivot point regardless for me, I had to decide, did I want to do another operating role or did I want to do something different? And so, um, I took that opportunity to spend a little bit of time thinking about it, and I had already uh, served on uh, public and private company boards. And so I decided that I really wanted to try doing that on on a more consistent and to broaden my number of boards that I sat on. And almost at the same time, because sometimes these things happen for a reason, I believe, um, I got a call from an outside recruiter that said, would you like to meet with a private equity firm? Because they're looking for a go-to-market advisor and your profile is perfect. And I thought, I've never thought about working for mm-hmm. a private equity firm. I'm not sure. I've worked with private equity firms as an <coughs> operator, but I, but I didn't really know why a, a PE firm would want to hire someone like me. And um, come to find out, It was really a role where I could give back a lot of what I've learned over the years, Um, both things that I think maybe I did well, but also almost more importantly, things that didn't go well and to help others watch for the potholes along the way. And, um, And so I divide my time between outside boards and advisory work for a private equity firm.
0: So I want to really spotlight something that you said because when the PE firm kind of came in, you know, you hadn't really thought about it. And so I always say that I'm about 90% technical and 10% woo-woo. But I, I have to think that the universe is really conspiring for you to use your knowledge, experience, expertise in the best way possible. So it seems like it's a, it's important to pay attention when these things drop in. Yeah, especially when they come
1: from somewhere unexpected. And this one was definitely unexpected. And 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 frankly, you know, it it like made me a little nervous too because I I'm not um, you know, most PE firms are made up of very deep financial expertise. And that's not my expertise. My expertise is in go-to-market, in marketing and in go-to-market strategies, not necessarily in finance. And so I thought, wow, this is, this is kind of scary working with a lot of people that are really finance professionals. And, and how will that be? And so it did make me a little nervous. And I'm also a believer in if it doesn't make you a little nervous, it's probably not the right thing to do. Yeah. And so, um, so it did make me a little bit nervous and, and as I found more about it, it really, um, gave me insight into how I can help people that are just like me. And, um, and so that's been fun. Uh
0: And so what was the mindset that you, that allowed you to go from what this is crazy to, you know what, I think I'm going to try it. So a
1: couple of things. The first one being Mm -hmm. I had the opportunity to meet a number of the partners at the private equity firm. And what I found was, uh, yes, many of them were finance professionals, but they were also really lovely human beings. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm a huge believer in the fact that If you get to choose who you work with, choose people that you like to be around. Mm -hmm. And what I found was the folks, the partners that I had the opportunity to meet at the beginning stages um, were really down to earth and were very humble. They were confident in the areas that they were experts, but they were humble in the areas in which they had less depth. And that's mm-hmm. where I could actually add value. And so um, it really changed the game. And I had a couple of conversations with a few partners and thought, this isn't what I thought it would be. And I think I want to give it a try.
0: Okay. So, so then would you advise if something happens that you kind of feel is maybe a little crazy, but maybe aligned, maybe a possibility to just at least take the next step? Absolutely. Meet the, meet the, meet the people.
1: A hundred percent. And I um, actually, my husband gave me some advice a long time ago, um, which was, you know, as you're looking at new opportunities, whether it's a pivot in your career or just that next new opportunity, um, you don't have to say no until at this time, he said, "Till there's an offer on the fax machine. Obviously, that's <laughs> a bit dated, but you understand the concept. Like, yeah, don't, don't say no out of the gate, explore, learn more, find out more. It might mm-hmm, surprise yeah. you. And, um, when I would look at new opportunities, sometimes I would get ahead of myself and he would remind me like that I don't see an offer in writing. Like you don't have anything that you have to decide on yet. Yeah. And so, um, exploring, learning more, I think is always a good idea.
0: Mm-hmm. So in other words, don't I don't know what the saying is, cut your feet off. Cut your you know what I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah.
1: Cut your yeah. nose off despite your face. Yeah. Or like or, there's, a, there's a saying.
0: I think it was something about your like, I don't know. But yeah. and so so in other words, be and, and what just popped into my head is be curious about the crazy. You got it. You got yeah. it.
1: Because this this was a crazy one. When I told people I was going to work for a PE firm, they're like, what? That makes yeah. no sense. Yeah. And uh and yet when I explored it more and when I you know asked questions and <clears throat> and really dug deep into it it made a ton of sense. And I I didn't I didn't get that from the from the first call.
0: Yeah. So perfect. And then what what do you what besides being curious what mindset has allowed you to see some of the successes that you've seen and maybe the necessary pivots that you've made? Well, I think there were a couple of things. I, um, I did deliberately
1: make the pivot to not be an operator anymore. And I knew I was walking away from some things that I enjoyed. Um, You know, not managing a team, for example. Um, You know, it's, it's me, myself and I at this point but I get to work with teams. And so although I don't manage any teams directly, I do get to work with a lot of teams. And that's what I realized I liked. And so I made a deliberate decision to move from operator operator to advisor. Um, And along the way, the first, I'll call it the first six months, there were a few calls that I got about operational CMO roles that I thought, hmm, maybe I'm not done yet. And after really thinking about it and and deciding that I was I was finished being an operator and I had done those achieved those things that I wanted to do and that now was a time for me essentially to give back and to give back in a way that I could take the experiences that I have had and share them with others. And, um, and this was a perfect way to do that. And so, but I, I, it was a, it was a thoughtful process and Mm -hmm. it wasn't one day I woke up and said, I don't want to be an operator anymore. It took a, it, it took some time. And I would say the first six months, it was sort of like, did I do the right thing? And I can tell you after two years of doing Mm -hmm. this, I definitely did the right thing.
0: Mm -hmm. And then, so What about someone who, you know, sees some light at the end of the tunnel as far as an exit from a operational role, but they don't have someone calling or knocking on their door, but they they're starting to feel in their gut and their heart that it's time, you know, is there any advice that you could give her to be proactive? Yeah, I would say, um, first
1: and foremost, start with your network and the relationships that you've built over time, because chances are good that there's someone in your network that is doing advisory work already. Um, So start there. Um, Explore some opportunities, even within your organization, to provide advice and counsel to others. Maybe it's peers, maybe it's direct reports, and sort of test it out a little bit. As a leader, you tend to be an advisor and a coach anyhow. And and think that through. And how much time are you spending in your current role doing advice, coaching, encouraging, supporting, helping to develop folks? And do you enjoy doing that? And be mindful about that as well. And, um, And then start to look for areas in which you could take the experience that you have and apply it. So, in, in my case, it was go to market experience. And um, and although the private equity firm came knocking at my door, it, it the board work that I'm doing also allowed me to allows me to do advisory as well. And so, looking at different avenues in which you could take your expertise and package it up. Mm -hmm. And start to think that through, write it down, go through and Mm -hmm. write down the things that you're really good at that someone else can learn from. And then start to think about the avenues that you can apply.
0: Yeah, that seems like really great advice. And then also maybe start thinking about kind of the crazy things that you could be curious about. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: talk to people in your network. I'm a huge believer in the power not just your network, like we say network and we throw that word around and, and I immediately think of like, what is my, you know, how, how many people am I connected with on LinkedIn, for example, and that is your network, but it's about the relationships behind that. If you have a giant LinkedIn network and you don't really keep in contact with those individuals that you're connected with, it's less valuable. And so really looking at those relationships that you have beyond just the connection and figuring out the people that you could talk to that might help you along the way is um, is great because there are probably a lot of people that you can reach out to and talk to about it.
0: Yeah, and that just the power of hearing your own voice, the research shows that like the voice we've been listening to the longest is our own. So even when we start voicing, like as a friend, if I called and said, You know, I'm passionate about helping 10,000 women a year. Like you hear that and I'm like, it just, it, it sinks in. So just like you said, thinking through um, really how you want to feel, how you want to contribute. And in your case is giving back. Yeah. So even if someone didn't come, you know, the PE firm didn't come knocking, it could have been like once a week, you're going to have coffee with a girlfriend or like we did go on a walk. And just say, I'm passionate about giving back. These are what my strengths are. Yeah. And I'm excited to use that. And then because everybody we know is connected to people we don't know. Yep. They're all in rooms that we're not in. And so I really love that, that advice. And it's just so important. And so for those listening, um, what is kind of a call to action? You know, and in other words, what is something that you would say, well, you know, think this way or be sure you do this consistently?
1: I would say, um, first and foremost, take an inventory. Take an inventory of your skills and experiences. um, Those things that you think could be valuable to others in an advisory Mm -hmm. role. Think about your own role and where you would have appreciated having a confidant, an advisor, someone, someone that you could bounce ideas off of. What does that look like? And look at, the inventory of skills that you have and the opportunities to apply them. I actually, one of the reasons why, um, even though it seemed crazy for me to go work Mm -hmm. at a PE firm, I realized that the role that I am playing right now, I would have greatly appreciated when I was an operator inside a company that was owned by a PE firm. And Mm -hmm. that, that, The go-to-market advisor role didn't exist at that time. Mm -hmm. And so um, when I think about it now, I think about how I would have appreciated someone who had been there, done that, Mm -hmm. that I could bounce ideas off of and um, share and learn from. And, uh, and then it made all the sense in the world to me. And so really taking an inventory of your experiences and, and what you have to offer to share with others. Mm-hmm. And maybe, it's a packaging so, exercise, essentially.
0: Yeah. And so in my understanding this, right, if you also think about, you know, what would I either in a current role or in a previous role earlier in a career... What would I have needed? What exactly. would have been really helpful to exactly. me? Who do I wish that I had? And then possibly that could be your you answer. You, yeah.
1: you got it. And um, because you understand the pain, you understand yeah. the challenge. And so um, really taking inventory of your own career and those spots along the way and of your experience.
0: hmm. Yeah, so important. And then maybe even inventory of who you know. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Cuz that's how you apply it. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Well, Heidi, this has been an incredibly condensed a condensed mm-hmm. amount of time with so much so much value and it's just a lot of perspectives and mindset that I don't think people think of. I think, you know, especially women who have been in careers for 20 plus years it's difficult to think about the unknown and the second curve, you know, and, and that type of thing. But at the, at the end of the day, just such a wealth of experience and um, these things will definitely help uh, female leaders to become clear to understand where they're needed next and where it's really gonna light them up. So thank you so much for your time and your insight. And I can't wait to keep following your journey And hopefully we'll um, have a walk number two and get caught up again. Sounds great. Thanks, Cheryl. If you've enjoyed this episode, follow or subscribe to the Limitless Leader Podcast with Cheryl Klein on whatever podcast platform you use. We'll let you know every time we release a new episode. And if you really enjoyed what you've heard so far, rate and review us too. That's one of the best ways that you can support us and make sure that this podcast keeps going. And also, I offer a significant library of free mental toughness and high-performance videos, worksheets, tips, and other helpful content on my website at www.cherylkline.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Cheryl Klein, and I look forward to having you back next time. And remember... You're only limited by what you think is possible. Cheering you on always.